The Cypher Film Podcast. Welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker, and I am, as always, joined by my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello there. I wonder what you were going to say then. That I am all... <laughs> yeah. I wonder what I was going to say then as well. Um, so, yes, this is uh, week two of the new season. Are you, uh, you're not going to say what season it is? Season that? four. Season four. <laughs> Season four, episode two of the Cypher Film Podcast. Anyway, how are you, young Scotty man? Oh, I am. Okay. Okay. I just bit my tongue. I was okay until I. Obviously, for people listening to this and I know it's but people watching this and I know I have realised that I have a grey spot in my beard right in the middle of my chin. It's not just something you were eating earlier that's dripped. No, I. I made sure it's the it's <laughs> it's really bugging me and I I know I've had grey hair for a while that's not a problem I can I can deal with that but yeah. I've really thought that by, at the age of almost thirty two my beard would have stayed a bit more brown than it is but the fact that like I've got grey streaks on the sides of it and now we're in the middle I must admit I'm I need to get I need to trim myself up a bit. I'm trying to work out what to do. I feel like you're doing something different this time rather than just having a go. I'm thinking of shaving that bit out and just leaving the... <laughs> leaving the... Doing like a mutton chops. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, I think I'd look like uh, Colonel K, the, you know, the guy in charge on Danger Mouse. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> well, you yeah. do keep calling me Penfold, so... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Anyway, enough of this. Let's get on. <laughs> Let's get on with things. Uh, so this week we have two short films, <clears throat> a feature film, as always. Well, not as always, but as at the moment. Always so far on this series. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start off with a science fiction short film um, from 2013. It's a film called Merv. Uh, it's uh, Little Dragon Pictures. Uh, producer, director and writer was Matt Inns. Uh, producer and co-writer was uh, Stephen Waller. Uh, director of photography, Ash McKenzie. Producer, Melissa Dodds. And the cast is Stephen Waller and Maggie Watts. The synopsis says, After the end of the world, Merv's life in the lonely wastes is comfortably boring until an unexpected signal heralds the coming of a stranger. So this is a post-apocalyptic 
thing, and it's a New Zealand film, which is something we haven't. I don't think we've done a New Zealand one before. No, uh, I think we've done Australian, but I'm not sure we've done New Zealand. I'm trying to think, actually, I don't. I was going to say not even a uh, not a short thing, but I don't actually think we've done a feet one either. No, I don't know. That's good point. Anyway. I don't think this, this might be a first. Yeah. So, um, what did you think? I actually really liked it. Um, yeah. It's just, it was it was very, uh, once again, it's an, I just said on previous seasons, the fact that it's, it's a very good use of a, a very good film without any speech in it. Yeah. The fact that it just proves the fact you don't need like overly complicated speeches and stuff like that. But dialogue to make a good film is amazing. And I, I, I like the the sort of set designs of everything. And this, especially when he's in the sort of little bunker, the sort of simplicity of it. But I liked, I liked a lot of the camera angles and but I, the bit that dummy. And I was, I was, I was a very big fan of this film anyway. And then <clears throat> when he started when he meets the first person and sort of then starts panicking and he's sitting in his room just playing the little music box toy thing that he found yeah. and I just that sold me I just thought that was the best bit of it and like yeah. sort of afterwards he sort of after he scares him away he's just sort of going to sleep to a little kid's toy yeah I, I think this is fantastic I love this film it, it's got a great look the look is brilliant um, the weird thing is that kind of like it, it's it's a strange thing when you don't see him as a human because he's wearing the 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 out the, the sort of hazmat outfit and all that. Yeah. Stuff, it looks like it could almost be animated. Yeah. The way it's done, it's, it's really cleverly done. Um, I think the idea is fantastic and the acting is really brilliant and it just works so well. It, it does. So well yeah. as a film. That does. I agree with you. The thing is, like, as well, it's just the fact, like we said before, it's the post apocalyptic films, especially for sci fi, have been done so many times. I think this is just, this is so, such a great way of doing it. He's so, yeah. like, it's, I don't, it's obviously not meant to be funny. It's meant to have like, a bit of an emotional thing to it, but it had that sort of, that lightness to it to not make it so it's all like, it's really intense and everything like that. It was that, it made it more enjoyable. It it makes a nice change to see a post-apocalyptic film that isn't just full of nutters trying to kill each other. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's weird as well to see a post-apocalyptic film where people are wearing normal clothes. Yeah, I suppose. You think a lot of, a lot of, sort of post-apocalyptic things, especially Mad Max, they yeah. did it all. They sort of went from wearing normal clothes to wearing little as possible, basically. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. <laughs> it, it is a bit odd, I must admit. I, I don't know, but it, it's um, it's a great, a great little film, and I, I think it's, it's. I don't know. I don't know how to what to say about it. Really, I just I, it's, uh, it's one of those films where I don't think there's a lot you can say about it because it's, it's, it's fairly simplistic, but it's really good. Yeah, it's this is that it's it's it's. it's Exactly that is like sort of a very simply put a uh, put uh, idea to put across, and but it's done so well. It's yeah. uh, it's such a great film. So it's it's weird to actually sort of sit there and go, yeah, it's a great film, but 
but you, like, it's, it's easy to do that. But this one is very hard to do that. It's yeah, just yeah. It's a great film. There wasn't anything about it that I don't think worked or that, or that <laughs> didn't fit at all. It's 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 brilliantly done. Yeah. I, I, the weird thing is I couldn't find a lot of other stuff by them on, no. on YouTube anywhere, so I don't know what else they've done. I'll have, to see, is... I'll have to dig into it a bit more and see what I can find. Yeah, if this is like one of their first ones they've done or whatever, that is a great stepping stone to go further. To be honest, if it's the only film they've ever made, it's just got a really... Yeah, to, to leave behind, but uh, yeah, I will definitely have to look into it and see if there's anything more out there by then. Yeah, but definitely, definitely a film worth checking out and worth watching. Definitely, yeah, definitely a film worth checking out. And I think if they if they do proceed and go further and what things, I think it's definitely a company to keep an eye on. It's it's what it's ten years old now. The film, so I suppose they, yeah. they I suppose they probably have, but I don't know. We'll have a look and see. Okay, so uh, the second film is uh, horror. Yeah, it's uh, called Something Strange. Uh, <laughs> it's from twenty sixteen from Lisbon Films, and it's a film made by Dominic Krupp. Um, I get the feeling that it was kind of done in lockdown or whatever, because there's only one per only two people in it, and it's, it's yeah. a simple sort of film to make. And the synopsis of it is just beware the puzzled man. Um, I mean, it is. That was well timed. Sorry. <laughs> it's very short. So it's the cat up on the side trying to find if there's anything to eat anywhere. Uh, I mean, it's a short film. Yes. Even for our short film, it's a short film. Yes. Um, and you know the the title, the the thing that the puzzled man comes from the fact that that's the book that she's reading right at the beginning. Yeah. The story that she's reading in the book is is the puzzled man. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's not badly made. The acting's okay. There's a kind of good jump scare at the end that yeah. I wasn't quite expecting. But it's not. There's nothing completely original about it. No, come here. There's there's a few good moments, like the uh, sort of the blending into the next to find things or whatever and i think yeah. it was okayly done but yeah it's not it's it's not an original idea and it's not the best in the world no it's a good don't be wrong it's a good film but it's not yeah. one that i'm it's not one that i'm sort of very highly rate or sort of raving about no i mean it's 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 okay it's an okay film and and it's well made but you know, it's not really got a great deal. The jump scare bit at the end, I, I was quite impressed with because of the fact it was a little bit unexpected. It wasn't what I was expecting to happen, so it was yeah. quite a good thing. But it, it's you know, nothing new and nothing. There was nothing special about this film, really. Apart, no, it sort of stood out from any really other film with jump scares in. Yeah, it's the same. It's, it's... It's not an original idea, and it's not. It's weird. It's like I was saying, with like it's not an original idea, but they're normally unique. But this is sort of it's been done a lot, and it's I feel like it. They could have made it a lot better. Yeah, I think they could have made it a bit more involved. Yeah, as I said, if it was, if it was, just... and they'd have done a few more things, it might have been better. Yeah, I say if it was purely for the fact that it was filmed and. 
during the time when everything was going on, there wasn't a lot of ability to have a lot of people around to do stuff like that. Then fine. Then it's an okay film. If it's if that's the reason, then it sort of makes up for it a bit. But if it's not, then it's I don't know. It just sort of it feels like it's lacking something. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I just don't think it it quite. I think, as I say, if it had been a little bit longer and a little bit more involved, it might have been better. Yeah. But it's difficult to tell, really. Still, I mean, you know, if you have a watch, because I mean, some people like those sort of short jump scare type films, and uh, that, that's, they, that's their kind of thing. And, and I'm not going to put it down because of that. No, it's, it's, I agree with you. It's, 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 it's definitely someone, there's definitely people out there that don't like it. It's not massively my cup of tea, but. No, it's an okay film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So on to our feature film. Now, this feature film is a 2016 science fiction film from Paramount Pictures called Arrival. Yeah. Uh, the director for this is Dennis Villeneuve, uh, who did some TV shorts and things like that in the 90s and the 2000s. He is mainly known and responsible for Blade Runner 2049 in 2017 and Dune in 2021. I love the fact that he's not, he was, he, um, he was responsible for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the writers uh, are uh, now Ted Chang, who wrote the actual story. Um, he's not really done anything else in the horror or sci fi. Okay. Well, not film-wise or anything like that. We yeah. may have other stories, but they just have been made in films. I don't know. Um, the um, the screenplay uh, was written uh, with Ted Chang and uh, Eric Heisner, uh who did some TVs and shorts work in the 2000s and 2020s. He also wrote uh, the screenplay for Nightmare on Elm Street, the 2010 version, Final Destination 5 in 2011, the Thing in 2011, Lights Out 2016, uh, Extinction in 2018, but he was uncredited on that, uh, Bird Box in 2018, and Bloodshot in 2020. So some, some decent films there. Yeah. Now the cast, we have uh, Amy Adams, who did some TV and short stuff in the 2000s. She was in Psycho Beach Party in 2000. Man of Steel in 2013, Her in 2013, Batman versus Superman in 2016, and Justice League in 2017. <sighs> uh, and we have Jeremy Renner. Yes. Uh, TV and shorts in 90s, 2000s, 2020s. He was in 28 weeks later in 2007. He was in Thor 2011, uh, sorry, Thor in 2011, but he was uncredited because he wasn't actually. He it was just a kind of cameo. Yeah, he was he was sitting in the distance. He wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Avengers uh, or Avengers Assemble, depending on where you are and what's going on. Um, in 2012, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters in 2013, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron in 2015, Captain America Civil War in 2016, and Avengers Endgame in 2019. Uh, he of course played Hawkeye. Yes. In the uh, Avengers films, isn't it? Then we have uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, who did some TV and short stuff in the 80s, 2010s, and the 2020s. He was in Body Snatchers in 1993. 
Species 1995, Phenomenon 1996, Battlefield Earth Year 2000. Why? I don't know. Um, <laughs> why was it it or why they made that film? Both. Uh, <laughs> La Marche in 20, 2006, Repo Man in 2010, Repent, Repentance in 2013, Rogue One, a Star Wars story in 2016, Black Panther in 2018, and How It Ends in 2018. Yeah. Uh, and we have Michael Stuhlbarg, who didn't do any TV and shorts work, which is unusual. Um, he was in Men in Black 3 in 2012, Doctor Strange 2016, The Shape of Water 2017, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness in 2022, and Bones and All in 2022. <laughs> um, so that's that's really, they're all the main characters. Yeah. All, other than that, it's, it's kind of like they're not, half of them aren't named and they don't really do much. Uh, the synopsis for this film is a linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world. Yeah. Now, that is a very, very simplistic. Yeah, uh, synopsis. That, is, that is the simplest synopsis you could have of this film. But... What did you think? I'm still trying to get my head around the action. Now, I, I love. I did love this film. Mm. I love a lot of like the, the special effects of it. The, um, like the sort of, the camera work, sand, everything like that. I loved the science behind it, both the actual science and the, um, linguistic side of it. I I think it was just amazingly done. It was a bit confusing to start with, to sort of the, the what she would see in flashing backwards and forwards. That's right. It was confusing to start with. Oh no, no, I'm not saying okay. It was confusing. It was confusing by the end through. as well, but it sort of explains a bit more as it gets to the end. It doesn't explain why it doesn't become less complicated, True. but it, it makes a bit more sense. But I, I say I'd. I think this is an amazing film. It's it's another one where it's it's a sci-fi, great sci-fi film where there's not a lot of actual like over-the-top sci-fi to it. Even though it's about aliens and it's about yeah. the things that it's not like oh futuristic stuff. It's not like all technology and stuff like that. It was just about aliens, but the rest of it was how the human race would deal with that. Yeah, I mean, what I liked about it was the whole. The, the reaction of the of the of the human race to it and the 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 way that different countries dealt with their reaction yeah. to it and that sort of thing was really interesting i mean obviously it's made from an american viewpoint so yeah. the americans are shown as being the good guys yeah. which is always going to be the way but no i i really like i love this film and the thing i like about it is the things I've read about this film and the things I've discussions I've seen people have about this film remind me a lot of the things that people were saying about and people have said about over the years, um, 2001. Yeah. Because it's a very ambiguous sort of thing of what it is that the aliens actually want us to do. Yeah. And, you know, why have they picked on her particularly and unraveled her life yeah for her to show her past present and future and all this kind of thing and it it kind of 
you know, it's, it's, it, it, there's a lot of things about it that you, by the end of it, you're left with just as many questions as you've got answers. Yeah. And I love that. I love the fact that it's like that. And as you say, there isn't that much hard sci-fi in it as such. It, no. The only thing I can still cannot get over is the fact that no matter what I do, no matter what happens, right, the aliens in the tank that she talks to look like somebody doing that with their hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it does resemble Thing quite a lot. And it doesn't help either when they sort of, you see a big, them, because when you the start off, all you see is like the, what would be like your hand on the table, like that's yeah. it. That's it. You can only see it from like the wrist down, basically. Yeah. And so, but even then, a bit later on, you see like a bit more of it, and it does. Just, I do agree. With you. It looks like you, you know, when, like for anyone that doesn't know, obviously in America, in American audience stuff like that. But like, when we went to London Dungeon, they had them false hands. Yes. Uh, so obviously, for other people that are saying as well, you can get false limbs and like plastic ones mainly for use for halloween and stuff like that but they've got like a little bit of bone sticking out yeah that's what it looked like like someone on would make a really cool alien yeah <laughs> I mean, it, that was the only thing for me is that i it, it did look like somebody just looked like doing that you can almost imagine at a planning meeting it's like right we get these aliens with technicals it's like standing up and walking around like that and it went yeah, that'll do. We'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's basically. I just. I love as well the fact that they put this, um, any name they could have picked for these aliens <laughs> to recognise them for. They went with Albert and Costello. Albert and Costello. Yeah. I just. I thought that was hilarious. But I. I. It's the thing is that I. I like I said though, it's the way that this this film grows on a lot about how the human race would react if anything like this did happen, yeah. and it is one of the things that. Sort of, it's almost that sort of slap in the face to a lot of governments where they go, Yeah, we share everything, we know exactly what's going on in the world, and then yeah. we do stuff like this and go, You don't, but because also... no one's going to share exactly what they've got going on in case it takes something away from what they could gain. But it's also what I loved, I like about it is that it was kind of there was kind of the um, the reaction that you get if you watch uh, the old 1950s sci fi movie, you watch things like The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah, reaction of like, right, what we do is we put loads of tanks up and we're going to fire at them. Yeah. Now, it's that kind of knee-jerk reaction that the, the human race have. Before they know anything about what they're dealing with, their first reaction is, it must be hostile, so we will attack it. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, it's the thing, it's, just, it's one of the things of... It's, it's that sort of that funny thing of everyone, like... Like so, it's basically like you said, like the Earth, like the way the Earth is still, when they sit there and say, "Oh, what do we do with it?" And then someone turns around and says, "Why don't we try and talk to it?" Yeah, it's it's just one of the things. It's sort of yeah, that's a good point. Why wouldn't you try that? Yeah, like you you don't walk into a room straight away and meet new people and just automatically go, "I'm gonna shoot every single one of you." Wow. Well, you oh, okay, yeah, certain people, but <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it's not yeah, that no. it's not that thing where you walk into say like even if a business meeting or something like that you don't walk in and as hostile towards everyone you want to you open up that line of communication if you if you if you were to view it so so you had a a, a farm yeah and somebody came onto your lane trespassing yeah you might have a gun with you or something like that but you go out and say who are you what do you want yeah you don't just go out and shoot them no there is that it's 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 one of the things, I just think it's funny. Right? For me, near the, near the end of, oh, I say near the end, it's about 
halfway through. <laughs> she's given you sort of given the realization she understand the realization that she has about what she's been given right. and what's going on and the understanding of what she's seeing and everything like that. And for me, I think by the end of it, I was it left me with one of the biggest questions that I had on this and I've ever watched in any film, especially since becoming a parent myself, which is would you change that if you know? Now, she says about the fact she had the whole thing, she has a child, grows yeah. up, and he ends up with this terminal illness, and loses the loses her daughter. Yeah. Now, if you if you were given the ability to see that happen, knowing the fact that if you had a daughter or had a child that they were going to fall ill, but also knowing that if you did. That he would then save the rest of humanity or would save stuff that's going on. Would you go down that route? Would you go through that heartache? Would you go through that thing on the chance that he could benefit you in the future? It's the problem. Or, I mean, that's, that's yeah. Sort of, yeah, it's that decision. This that... Is, I sat there after, I sat there after, and I was like, do you know what? A few years ago, I say a few years ago, 15 years ago, I think mm. my choice would have been slightly different. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I think but, it does make a difference if you got Yeah. So, course. especially now, sort of seeing the way that, my two are and i'm like do you know what if i could go back so the whole thing if you could go back in time would you change things have gone on it's like i would i would maybe when i when i would i first had them because of how young i was then i might have gone oh, i might have waited mm. but now i sort of sit there and go do you know what i wouldn't change anything for the world because they made me what i am yeah and, no, but to sort mean. of sit there and have to sort of have that have that knowledge of knowing that you either tell tell your partner you know what's going to happen and it runs the risk or runs the timeline that they said is going to happen or you know that that's going to happen so you then don't say anything yeah and it's sort of i like the fact that it wasn't it wasn't like whole, it was yeah okay yeah there was something to do with time in it but it wasn't the whole this is what's set in stone it yeah. was then the sort of that ability to see what was gonna ha might happen yeah I've, and i, I think I've... it's I just think it's such a great film. It is a great film. The story is incredible. I, I, I really would like to read the original book and find out what the, what that's like. See, because nine times out of ten, when you watch a film, the the story gets uh, made slightly more slightly more uh, simple, if you like, or slightly yeah. less complex to in, to enable it to be fit fit into a film. Yeah. But if that's true, that must be a hell of a book. What's the thing is as well. The thing is, I don't know. I would, I agree with you about. I would love to read it purely for the fact that I would like to know whether or not the aliens and their crafts were um, described as the way they were, or it's like you said, if it was just the fact that there was someone in this meeting that did the whole thing with a hand, and there was someone was sitting again. Right, we need to, we need an idea for their ships. Then it was holding a Pringle at the time. <laughs> <laughs> because that is exactly what this ships look yeah, like. No, I know what you mean. I just, yeah. it's just one of the things that sadly had great moments in it, and then sat there like with the bits like like the aliens, like the ships, and I was like, I get the fact that you want to put a lot more thought into everything else, but that just looks like someone's gone. What's one of them? <laughs> like the whole like, spider yeah. across the hand thing. It's just like, yeah. it's just... Um, I mean, no, I, I I do I accept that, and I I 
was the you know could, could, I thought, but the thing is, I could get past it. It was just sort of like it was just oh, a yeah. momentary sort of like oh, that's quite funny. Um, what I found interesting in this film was two things. One, one was the very up close, almost like claustrophobic camera work for some of it, with like real close ups of yeah. people. Um, and the other thing that got me was the fact that Jeremy Renner. He's been in a lot of films and he's done a lot of work and that sort of thing. And he's quite a well-known actor. When this came out, he was quite, you know, he was, yes. he was quite a well-known actor. And yet, he really doesn't do or say that much. No, he's... Most he's, of the film. It's weird, especially as he plays this theoretical physicist that's meant to be quite a big part in what they're doing. Yeah. He's really sort of... To be honest, if it wasn't for the fact that it was Jeremy Renner, you would say an extra could have done it. Yeah, it, it's, it's very strange. But, but sort of the, the the soldiers that sort of get a bit corrupted by the news had a bigger part, really. Yeah. But it, I mean, the thing is, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing that part, though. No, I've got it. It's nice to see. It's nice to see him playing a role that isn't action based as well. Like it, it sort of opens him up. Like yeah. I'm not, a lot of the films I've seen him in, like he's like, you think he's done all the Avengers films, he's done like all the stuff like he's done Tag, uh, all the stuff that he's in is all well, being. He was, he was in one of the Bourne films as well. Wasn't yeah, he? he's 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 shown as this big action star, yeah. but to yeah. do this film where yeah, okay, it's a sci-fi action film, that's what it's described as, but the fact is actually he's playing the nerd. Basically, the 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 one that's oh, it's not even that. He's actually playing a supporting role in it. Well, and it's I mean, what I think I liked about this as well is it's not that big an action film. It's more of a sort of a it's a, it's a very thoughtful film and a very kind yeah. of wordy film. And I, I I I was surprised that it was as popular with sci-fi audiences as it was because a lot of the time they they get a bit funny with films that haven't got a lot of yeah stuff going on all the time yeah it's it's you feel even that is the fact that the sci-fi audience have, have a lot of the genre things is so easy to divide oh yeah you think yeah. like the horror the horror genre like sort of big horror fans it's yeah okay they're either sort of you're in one side or the other of it but with oh. sci-fi it is so easy to divide the genre people that are in it yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it so much that they didn't have a film where majority have gone. That's not a bad film, actually. Is amazingly done. And the thing about it, the thing as well I like about it is the fact that I, I sat and watched it. It wasn't. It didn't feel like it was overly long. It felt just about right. And then when I got to the end of it, I kind of like thought, you know, I actually enjoyed watching it. Mm. So I, I agree with you. And the film's what, two hours, almost two hours long. Yeah. And the fact that I sat there and it got to, I literally, I bought it on the halfway bit because I needed the loop. And I thought, you know, I was like, oh, I've only been watching this a little while. Not a problem. And then Paul said, I was like, I've been watching this for an hour and it, it didn't feel like it. Like, it, yeah. It was kept me engrossed and intrigued so much that them two hours didn't feel like two hours at all. It no. wasn't felt like, wasn't I sat there at the end of it and just went, that was wasted. It, it genuinely made me enjoy watching the film. Yeah. I, I think it's a really good film and really worth watching. 
um, especially because it's something different and it's not the same same old same old science fiction thing. Yeah. And, and as I say, it does. It, it strikes me as having the same sort of intrigue about it that that two thousand and one had when it originally came out. That kind of strangeness about the ending and everything that was going on at the end, which made you think, well, what was that all about? What was you know yeah. what's going on? Especially especially when it's they have the whole bit of the aliens they've obviously been on a planet because they needed humanity to help but yeah. not, not actually explain why or what was going to happen no but it's it's human and why need humanity's help in three thousand years yeah and why they needed to come together then unless like you said like was it like they showed it is the fact that humanity as a whole is so divided yeah because of the fact that is everyone looks here as oh you're english or German, you're French, or instead of it's, saying you're a human being. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they have, but I would be interested to see what they would do with a follow-up. How yeah. they, how they would, you know, bring it back together so that we actually help them in three thousand years. But my problem with it would be it wouldn't be the same sort of film. It would. I don't think it would yeah. be good. So I don't. I kind of do want to know, but I don't. Well, it's the thing is. It's, yeah, I agree with you. But it's also one of the films that I think it it has that option of it could be followed up and go run the risk of being the one of the sort of many films where the sequel is just atrocious. Yeah. Or it could be very, very good. But I think it's also one of these one of the few films where it is great as a standalone film. Yeah. No, absolutely. I agree. And, you know, maybe at some point in the future they might make a follow-up to it, but I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm... Maybe maybe that's what it is. The aliens come to the planet so that in 3,000 years' time they could make a follow-up. Make a follow-up film. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that's really... <laughs> right. So anyway, that's... There you go. No, but, uh, yeah. So, there we go. Uh, so the first of our short films was Merv, which we both agreed was a brilliant film. Really worth watching. Definitely go and watch that. Yeah. Uh, then uh, something strange, which we didn't actually find that great, but um, you know, go and watch it and let us know what you think because we're not always right about things. In fact, sometimes you know, we're left. Sometimes we're left, and sometimes we're indifferent. Uh, <laughs> and then Arrival, which we both think was a brilliant film and definitely yes. worth a watch. It's definitely worth taking two hours out of your time and just sitting down and enjoying it. I will say, I will say for anyone though that if you are going to watch it, it's not a one that you can put on in the background and watch. No. It's not one that you got. Oh, you do, yeah. It's not one to watch when you've got like a few friends around and like it's one you need to pay attention. You to. need to pay attention to it, yeah. Otherwise, you will get lost very quickly. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Scott. Uh, next week. We will see what we're doing next week. I don't know. Maybe the same again, two shorts and a long. Maybe something different. Who can tell? Nobody knows. Round and round it goes. Nobody knows where it stops and all that kind of thing. During the meanwhile, um, for those of you who are interested, the Romford Horror Film Festival is uh, on the last weekend in February. Yep. Uh, you can 
catch the uh, get the information online. They have uh, Facebook's uh, page. They are on Instagram and they are online just as the uh, Rockford Horror Film Festival. Um, and the uh, dates for it are the where are we? Oh, the twenty third to the twenty sixth. Now. 23rd is mainly, it's a meet and greet night with a, a kind of uh, one film and that sort of thing. But the main part of the festival is from the 24th, which is Friday, uh, to the 26th of February. Loads of short films. Uh, there'll be some, uh, there's always some good full-length feature films, quite often some good documentaries and things like that on there. And uh, there will be awards given. And uh, there are also... Um, this year there's going to be the same as there was last year. There will be stalls in there selling um, artwork, magazines, comics, um, books, all sorts of things like that to do with horror. Um, and it's just a great atmosphere because of the fact that it's a full weekend where people come together to celebrate horror in all of its many different forms. Yes. So definitely worth a, a, a check. It's in Romford in the Mercury Shopping Mall um, upstairs in the uh, Premier Cinema. So it's easy enough to find. Um, but as I say, check them out on Instagram and, and Facebook and, and uh, book your ticket, because as far as I know, there's still some available. So Even, even if all you want to do, and I know this is probably me being very big headed on me, but even if all you want to do is come and watch a few films and come and meet us, we will both be there. That'd be nice, yeah. We'll both be there, and and it'll be nice to meet some people who <laughs> actually listen to what we do. Yeah, meet some people that make us know to let us know that we're not just sitting here talking to ourselves. <laughs> the only people I know definitely listen to this are in uh, Canada and America. Yeah, so well, I, I, I know one that know. listens to it in Bristol, but that's it. So. Anyway, uh, we will be reporting back from that. So we will go to that. And then the uh, the week after that, or the week after that, we will have a report back from it. Yes. Uh, telling you about the films that were on, which ones won prizes, which ones we liked, which ones we didn't, um, and things like that. So tune in for more of the same uh, and everything like that. Um... Yes. So, thank you, Scott. Thank you to anybody and everybody who may have listened, watched, partaken, scratched their bum, poked the finger in the ear. I know you, do you know what? I, I know you said poke your finger in your ear, but for some reason, my, my head thought you said poke a penguin. Poke a penguin in your ear. <laughs> Talking about that, someone was telling me Penguin went into a pub. He goes up to the bar and he says, Excuse me, mate, you see my brother? He said, I don't know, what's he look like? So, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I will, uh, we will, and I will, and they will, and everybody will. Until then, don't. We'll see you again. Bye.
Bye. The Cypher Film Podcast.